Welcome back to Source Code, Decipher's weekly news wrap podcast with input from our sources. VMware is urging administrators to immediately patch a critical authentication bypass bug, which if exploited could allow a remote attacker with network access to a vulnerable UI to skip authentication and obtain administrative privileges. The vulnerability exists in VMware Workspace ONE Access and vRealize Automation. Currently, VMware said it has not observed exploitation of the vulnerability in the wild. Claire Tills, senior research engineer with Tenable's security response team, said that the flaw's privilege escalation impact could allow attackers targeting the flaw to then reach other vulnerabilities on the system. I think one of the key takeaways, I have a few from this vulnerability, but the key takeaway for me that this really solidified was the importance of attack chains. With this release from VMware, we saw a really solid attack chain in a single release. You know, we saw the authentication bypass in CVE 2022-31656, and it was partnered with patches for remote code executions that could only be achieved if you first exploited that authentication bypass. So we saw this beautiful little bundle and it was really easy to conceptualize, okay, point A, point B, point C is full uh, system compromise. We don't usually have that bundle. We don't see those attack chains as concisely, especially if your organization is a couple of releases behind. And particularly when these attack chains exist in vulnerabilities across multiple products, it's harder to spot these attack chains in your environment, but they're really important. We talk a lot about not discounting lower severity vulnerabilities. One of my pets is always um, privilege escalation vulnerabilities. We have seen so many of them have such high impact on organizations when often their objective severity is often around like a 7.7, a 7.8. They're not critical, but they give you access that allows you to develop these chains of vulnerabilities that can have really Uh, troubling effects on environments. And it was nice to have a little bundle, a little package um, from VMware to give us this opportunity to talk about these attack chains and have organizations conceptualize them a little more clearly than others. A second takeaway for me was just VMware. (laughs) Um, Whether it's Workspace ONE Access, which was the case here, or the vCenter servers or ESXi servers, like VMware is a huge target for attackers. And truly, if you have any of these assets on your um, attack surface as an organization, you have to have the most impeccable asset inventory for them. And you really have to stay on top of patching these vulnerabilities because attackers are pouncing on them and they're using them as key jumping off points for ransomware, for other strains of malware, for all sorts of really disruptive attacks. So if you have VMware, that should really be like a big red button on your brain anytime you see a release from VMware, that's gotta be an immediate activation. A VMware spokesperson said that the vulnerability is a variant of a previously patched authentication bypass vulnerability, tracked as CVE 2022-22972. 
This previously patched bug was also highlighted by the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, in an emergency directive in May. Tills said that sometimes the discovery of flaws opens the door for researchers to then find other variants of these vulnerabilities. One thing that has come up towards the tail end is this follow on attention that I also love talking about is as soon as one vulnerability is disclosed in a product, you will see researchers get intrigued and they'll start digging into it. So it turns out that this CVE 2022-31656 is actually a variant of a vulnerability patched back in May. So the researchers saw the patch for CVE 2022-22972 in May and said, hey, maybe there's more of those. Turns out there were. In other news this week, researchers disclosed a new attack framework called Manjusaka. The framework has a freely available command and control and extensive credential theft capabilities, and it was developed with the ability to easily create implants with custom configurations. With these factors in mind, researchers believe that the framework has potential to gain traction in the world of offensive technologies that are widely available to and used by crimeware and APT operators. Ashir Malotra, threat researcher with Cisco Talos, explains the framework in more detail. Manjusaka is an offensive framework advertised by its developers as an imitation of the Cobalt Strike framework. It consists of a single command and control ELF binary written in Golang. The command and control server has the ability to completely control the infected endpoint via a beacon or an implant. Administrative capabilities of the command and control server include the ability to extract system information, perform file management, and run arbitrary commands on the infected endpoints. Uh, the C2 also has the ability to generate beacons or implants based on the configuration that is fed to its user interface by an operator. These beacons or implants that are deployed on the infected endpoints are written in the Rust programming language and accept commands from the C2 to execute on the endpoint. Now, there are certain deficiencies in this offensive framework when compared to other such frameworks like Cobalt Strike and Sliver. For example, uh, the beacons that are generated by the uh, offensive framework uh, is missing certain RAT functionalities such as key logging and taking screenshots, or at least the versions that are available for download online. There are also some communication mechanisms illustrated by the developers of the framework that haven't been implemented in the versions that are available freely yet. Now we've also discovered infrastructure overlap between a Manjusaka C2 deployment and another campaign involving the use of malicious documents to deliver Cobalt Strike beacons to targets. The malicious documents masqueraded as a report on a COVID infection in China. Now, since this is an offensive framework that has the potential to be adopted by different kinds of threat actors, you know, both crimeware and APTs included, it is imperative that organizations around the world take steps to detect and block such tools. Ideally, a layered in-depth defense covering multiple attack surfaces can provide the best defensive strategy to counter such threats. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Source Code Podcast. While you were happy with planning